Hello and welcome back for episode 40 of the Path Podcast. 40 episodes. We've made it 40 episodes. There you go. If nothing else, you and I have spent a lot of time recording videos. That's right. So, um, <laughs> but hopefully you're enjoying it as well. Yeah. Um, but 40 episodes in, it's pretty exciting. Um, today, we want to share with you our dreams for the church. And we're going to do that here in just a moment. But um, hopefully you enjoyed yesterday. Um, uh, Steve Payson was our special guest uh, speaking for us. Did a great job. We're so thankful. Um, We appreciate you as a church letting us be able to uh, have a couple of days away over the weekend to kind of recuperate and revive. (laughs) We've been away at a pastor's and wife's retreat. Yeah. And... uh, Jason, Kim, uh, mm-hmm. Roger, and Kathy, and myself and Allison uh, were graciously uh, given that opportunity by our personnel committee. So, yeah. so thankful. Yeah, very, very excited to have a few days away. It was nice. Um, but yeah, so today we want to talk for a few minutes about our dreams for the church. And uh, Derek, I'm going to let you start us um, just so that we can um, get going here and, and yeah. hear from you first. Yeah. So, this exercise is something I did when I first came, mm-hmm. right? Um, this was recommended in my doctoral classes uh, about church revitalization and uh, establishing vision uh, and those kind of things. And um, I think it's a great um, exercise for us to do, not just when you come to a new church uh, or whatever. And so it's one that we've been doing again as we've been asking church members kind of the same kind of questions. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, God gives uh, leadership dreams, yeah. but, um, you know, there's kind of this uh, Venn diagram that, you know, it's um, the leadership's uh, direction, the community need, and the congregation's resources that all come together. And so, basically, God, in my, my understanding of, of, of biblical uh, ecclesiology, which is just how you set up your church you study you know ecclesiology means you know uh, ecclesia the gathering so it's it's just how how churches are oriented and and the theology of that what my my ecclesiology is congregational which is baptists are congregationalists Mm -hmm. so and the understanding of that from a biblical standpoint is that god places all of us here with hopes and desires and, and, and dreams that God has put into our heart. It can't be just on preferences. Right. It's got to be God's leadership. And then that will give us the direction. We'll get to that sweet spot in the middle of the Venn diagram to kind of say, this is what we need to hone in on. That's how we developed our vision. Mm-hmm. And then that's how you continually look at your vision. Your vision right. um, your vision changes. Vision ebbs and flows a little bit mm-hmm. um many people will say that you should experts will say you know every seven years you need a new vision well i mean um we're not there yet but i i think vision needs to stay before us at all times yeah. so how do you find vision how do you understand that what well, you ask god god what do you want what dreams do you have for us like what are you putting in our hearts what are you putting in the hearts of our congregation and so you you, you guide that, you understand that. So, all that to say, one of my dreams, uh, and I think we'll just go back and forth on okay. these. One of my dreams is just spiritual growth, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, too often um, we try to do, we try to just do things in churches. You know, throw 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 things at the wall, see what's going to stick, mm-hmm. and, and see, you know, what you, what you can do. 
well, that's great, and there's some need for, to do those kind of things. But like, if those things aren't guiding and leading people to grow in their relationship with the Lord, like, what are we doing? You know, why are we doing right. it? And so, you know, my my hope is to see people grow in their faith, grow in what they understand, but also grow in how they live out their faith. And so spiritual growth uh, is huge. It's important. The way we do that is by intentional discipleship. Uh, It's not just Sunday mornings, but it's building relationships so that discipleship is facilitated in people's lives and spiritual growth happens. So, um, you know, some of the ways that we're seeing that now is just, you know, through, you know, uh, advanced classes. We have some great um, examples over the past three years mm-hmm. of how people have understood and grown thing, grown in their faith with Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm walking with a group of guys. It's, it's a really awesome thing. We meet weekly, and I can see those guys growing and see me growing. You know, I, I've got to continually grow. I'm not, I haven't arrived yet. And so, uh, but to see that, you know, in, in, a, in a microcosm is great, but then also just at a huge level with everyone, you know, I, I want I want our church to build systems and build um, ministry functions that will help more and more and more people grow in their faith. So, yeah, absolutely. So my my, my first dream is, is very similar in that I, I want people to grow in their faith and I'm going to use a like a Bible word, but I want us to, I want, I want our people, myself included, to grow in our zeal for the kingdom. And what I mean by that is that I want, I want us all together to have a deep passion for the kingdom of God. That, um, that when we have a deep passion for something, it affects the way we act. So if you have a deep passion for music, it, if you, you see that reflected in the way you spend your money, the way you spend your time. And I want us to I want us to have a deep passion for the kingdom of God, that it affects the way we live, that as we grow in our faith and we have a deeper and deeper understanding of um, how we interact and commune with God, it affects the way we live in that we make conscious decisions every day to live in a certain way so that the kingdom of God advances in our, in our city and then, you know, to the surrounding areas as well. But, um, but I want, I want the people that come to this church that are part of this family to be known for their passion for the Lord. And, um, and, and, and you're, I think we're seeing some glimmers of that. Um, but I want that to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. I want it to continue to grow that people in our town cannot go a single day without saying there's something about those first baptist people man mm-hmm. they just like are really passionate about about god and mm-hmm. um and I, I want that to be the case for all of us not just not just people in leadership but everyone everyone who is associated with first or with lafayette first baptist that we are um, known for our passion and our faith in god yeah my, my the second thing that i'd like to see is for us in along the same lines is for our congregation to make a difference mm-hmm. where we are right so um there's a saying i have no idea who to attribute it to it's not <laughs> mine but i've heard it from so many places i don't know where it originally came from yeah but it's this question that you have to ask yourself is if your church ceased to exist would your community 
feel the weight of the loss, or would they even know yeah. that you no longer existed? Now, I think the answer to that is, yeah, our community would, would feel it. Um, but some churches, it it would be a sigh of relief. Hmm. Some churches, it would be, um, what? What church? You know, yeah. There was a church there? Yeah, or yeah. some some... In some cases, it'll be, what are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. How are we going to do the things that we've been doing? Because that church um, was vital yeah. to uh, the survival and the thriving of our community. And I and I don't mean just in in a you know uh, you know this community's getting better and yeah we're doing a great job because that can be, that can be very non. Um, they could go down a road that, that that is not intended by what I'm trying to say, yeah. but if your if your if your community doesn't even know that you exist, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, and so you know I I want to continue to make that difference. Uh, I, I want that that influence to grow. Um. And and I want people to to see God at work in us and through us. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that's a great point. I, and, I, and I think that, that our community does know that we're here. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I, I, would, I agree with you. I would love for that, that impact to continue. To there's, there's some cool things lately that, yeah. that indicate things have changed. Yeah. And that is, you know, I've, I mean, literally people in the community call me weekly and say, hey, um, since you guys are, are really into the community and you're really wanting to do things, uh, and some people will say, and I'm just we have to be honest with, with, with how people viewed us before, but mm-hmm. like now that you actually care is kind of how they, it, it's what's behind yeah. it sometimes. Uh, could you do this? Could you do that? And a lot of things we've been able to do through COVID and even before that yeah. is because we have shifted a culture here to, to begin making this difference that we're talking about. There's still strides to be made. Absolutely, so, yeah. but yeah, we are heading that direction. I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, for sure. Well, my second dream is that I want our church to continue to grow in a, de- in their desire to study God's word. Um, and what I mean by that is not just, um, quote unquote, going through a Bible study, although those things are great and we should do those things. Um, we can't, uh, as followers of Christ, we can't come to a we can't come to a time for an hour once a week and read through a book or let a let a um, a leader teach us a lesson and think in our minds that we have studied God's word. That has to happen on an individual basis. It happens collectively also, but it has to happen on an individual basis. And so what I mean is that I want us to grow as a church in our desire to read God's Word and not just on Sundays and Wednesdays. I want that to be a daily thing for our people because in order for anything else to happen, for any other dream to to come to fruition, we have to be in God's Word. Mm -hmm. We have to be studying it. And now, I'm not saying you have to become a biblical scholar. I'm not saying that you have to be writing dissertations on uh, the meaning of Paul's use of a word in the letter to the church at Colossae. That's not what I'm talking about. If you want to do that, fantastic. But what I'm talking about is just people who know 
God's Word. And by knowing God's Word, it impacts daily conversations. Mm -hmm. And it impacts daily thought processes of how we interact with the world around us, how we interact with our family, how we interact with coworkers, how we interact with strangers we see in the grocery store, that um, God's Word is a part of all of that. And so in order for that to be the case, you have to be reading God's Word every day and studying it and pouring into it and taking time to learn it. Um, otherwise, um, it's not just going to magically appear in your brain. You have to you have to be in God's word and studying God's word. And um, I I still need to grow in that. I've not I've not reached the the level that I'd like to be yet. Um, but I'd love to walk together with our people as we get deeper and deeper into God's word and and studying and saying, okay, I, I see. I read this passage in let's just say I read this passage in First Kings, for example, for to pick a random spot. And now that I've read that passage, let me go. Let's try to figure out what exactly is happening here. Let's study it. How does that apply to me today? What do I do with this story from First Kings to impact my walk with Christ today? Um, but I, I want that to be the case because it has massive implications for every area of our life as we're digging into God's words uh, each each day more and more. Yeah, and we we have to be a people of of the book, uh, you know, and the mm -hmm. book is is God's word. Yeah. Because um, we will increasingly be tempted by the world we live in to uh, veer left or right mm -hmm. from that. Yeah. And so if we are not prepared for what is coming and has come and will continue to come, yeah. um, you know, we, we will, if we don't know what we stand on, uh, what's the, what's the line from Hamilton? If you stand for nothing, what will you yeah, fall for? Exactly. Yeah. And so we ha we have to stand on God's word, mm -hmm. and, and uh, to do that, you got to know it. That, you know, it's interesting. Um, I taught a class, uh, an advanced class, about how to study God's word, how to grasp it for yourself, and mm -hmm. and you know, um, though we are not, you know, pre. Um, Pro, the pro, pre-Protestant Reformation, <laughs> I think, unfortunately, the church, I don't just mean here, I, you know, and I, I think probably so less here than other places, but we've been so dependent upon, we, we've come, we've shifted in our society, in our Christian society, to be so dependent upon, like, scholars or... Yeah. Uh, Tell me what I should think. Or even preachers and pastors mm -hmm. or whatever, experts, if you will, mm -hmm. that for our own selves, we've not done the work and just as they were very adamant about this in the Protestant Reformation mm -hmm. we too should still be very adamant about you can study God's word yourself you yeah. can know what it says and you can understand what it means yeah uh, and there's some tools to help you do that but um, you know most of my sermons I prep reading God's word asking him to speak to me through it yeah. and then I'll I'll check it and make sure that I'm not like you know where <laughs> yeah did, did I come up with something <laughs> <Yeah>. wrong here <laughs> right um and 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 all of us can do that yeah so absolutely my sorry I just commented on you no no, no I, I did the same thing yes yeah. my <laughs> third one is uh I I really want to see our church impact people so much that in our congregation in our church um, there are people changed by Jesus from 
all in any previous walk of life, mm, right? Yeah. Now, I want to be clear in how I said that. I said it very intentionally. I want to see people who have been changed by him, saved by him, radically changed by him, rescued by him, but from every walk of yeah. life. Um, Paul would have said it, you know, um, Jews and Gentiles, you know, um, women and men, you know. Mm-hmm. So for our day, you know, various races, various um, uh, b- previous belief systems, various yeah. um, lifestyles, you know, um, things that God has, because our church has such an impact, has yeah. consumed people and changed them yeah. into what he wants them to be, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I would like to see that from, uh, in our church, that just every kind of, radical change by God is done in the congregation and in the midst. And truly, our body is a, a, a microcosm of what heaven will be like, mm-hmm. of people from every tribe, nation, and every people, people from every walk of life that yeah. have been radically changed by Jesus are here Absolutely. in this congregation. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Yeah, well, my um, my third, and this is my final one that I had, but and it really dovetails with that perfectly because I, I wrote down that I want us to expand our horizons and types of worship and the thought process behind that is a little bit selfish um, you know our family uh, looks a little different um, Kim, Kim and my family we have an adopted son Merritt and I want our um, I want our church family to reflect our actual family as well and um, and in order to do that, we have to have all different kinds of people in our church family. And um, in order for us to have, for, for our horizons to expand in like our musical styles, there, there's some musical styles I just can't do without it sounding cheesy, you know, mm-hmm. that I, I love and I, and I uh, participate in. But, you know, I'm a white guy and there's some things that I just can't sound, I can't do, just my voice won't do. Um, I'd love the way that we serve our community, the way that we worship through service. Um, In order to do that, we've got to be serving all kinds of people. Um, The way that we uh, incorporate creative arts into our services, like the the things that come to my mind are like spoken word and um, different types of music and uh, different types of art. All of those things, um, I, I want. I would love for for our church to have all different kinds of influences culturally, uh, and the way that we pray, the way that we talk to God. Um, I, I'd love to expand our horizons and all that. And in order to do that, um, we need to have other people here. Uh, and and I want I want us to grow and to your point, impact our community in such a way that there are people that represent every tribe, nation, and tongue in our church. Um, and we all worship together. Uh, and, you know, we may sing Victory in Jesus uh, to begin a service, and then there is, um, you know, some other kind of uh, cultural type of music that's totally different from that uh, as the next song. And I my, I would love my desire to, to be, my desire would be for our, our church to do that, that we're able to reflect the reflect the world back to itself as the world is impacting and don't hear the world as in like sinful world, but just how the world is so diverse that we have a diverse church family as well. And I, I, I want that so badly um, because you're right. It is a reflection of heaven. It's not just going to be a bunch of Southern 
people in heaven one day. And it's not like we're, there's going to be the first Baptist church of heaven and the first Presbyterian church of heaven. And there's not, there's not going to happen. That, that's not how it is. We won't be, we will not be separated like that. And so I want our church to reflect the fact that we live in a very diverse world. Um, and that impacts the way we worship, the way we serve, the way we pray, the way we um, are creative and all those things um, that as those horizons would expand. Very good. Yeah, I have a, a final one, and uh, I'd like for our church just to be a replicating church. Mm. And, uh, you know, I mean, we've already talked about spiritual growth. I think that's part of it. Um, you know, we've talked about it in other ways, too. But uh, I just, I, I have a burden for um, dying churches. I just, it irks me that um, there's a guy that wrote a book called Re- reclaiming glory mm-hmm. and the um, the analogy kind of gives is that uh, it's like you're losing ground if a church mm-hmm. dies you yeah. know yeah. kind of like in a battle or whatever right and it's kind of like you know his thought I don't think it's his thought it's just kind of maybe the idea or whatever is that somehow the glory of the Lord is leaving that place mm-hmm. because there is no church representing it any longer yeah and you know, I, well, I don't know that that's the case. I mean, God just changes things and things right. move, and congregations become ineffective, you know. And so something needs to happen. But, but I just don't like the idea of churches dying. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love for our church to get to a place that, place that we are so healthy, we are able to help other churches yeah. grow and thrive again. Uh, but even maybe, maybe that looks like expanding. You know what God is doing here eventually. You know maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe sending out church planters, maybe sending out, um, um, you know, new ch- church congregations out of our church. Uh, yeah. I'd love to eventually see that happen because uh, God is moving so deeply in us mm-hmm. um, and using, you know, us in that way that we would be able to, you know, see that happen. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I that's it. what happened in the New Testament. Absolutely, yeah. yeah I, was just, so. I was just about to say, it. I think I remember reading something about that in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be cool. It'd be cool if, you know, yeah. uh, Lafayette first could be such a big um, impact yeah. um, that eventually that could happen. Yeah, that would be, that'd be fantastic. we become like a parent church. We're sure. We're sending yeah. out. Yeah. Who that'd knows, be... man? Or maybe adopt other congregations. Or... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I, I just know I don't like the idea of churches dying. Yeah, definitely. And if there's any, and I don't think God's put that on my heart for for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd love to see that opportunity one day to to help other churches grow and thrive again. You yeah, know? Uh, and see what God is doing here, replicated elsewhere. Right. So yeah. Absolutely. Well, we want to take this opportunity to sort of plug our heritage room for just a second because we have been asking Mm -hmm. other church members, what are their dreams for the church? And uh, there's an exhibit currently in our heritage room called Stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And you you get to hear people's stories. There's a a video that plays in there constantly of uh, you get to hear some people's stories of what brought them to the church. But then you also get to hear what is their dream for the church moving forward as well. Um, and then also there's an opportunity for you to share your dream. There's some booklet, little booklets provided there that you could share your dream and um, that could be added into the Heritage Room there. Love for you to stop by and take a look at that. 
But then also, we would just love to hear from you to share your dream. You mm-hmm. could email us, the path at lafayettefirst.life, and um, we'd love to know what your dream is. What, what is God stirring in your heart uh, for the future of Lafayette First? Um, and so please, please share that with us. Um, I, I think that God has big days ahead for Lafayette First, and I'm excited to get to be a part of it and uh, look forward to, to seeing how God works in the days and years ahead. And uh, then we get to look back on it and say, look how good God is, that he did these incredible things. So, um, but thank you for joining us. Until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you will join us next time as we continue down the path.